my name is Dean and welcome to Underdog Theology, a live YouTube show airing every Monday where we talk about theology, church, and culture. Now let's get into it. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Underdog Theology, episode number 69. I'm not going to make any of the Bill and Ted jokes, even though I grew up on those. Not a great way to start the show, is it? <laughs> Welcome to Underdog Theology. Uh, happy Family Day to whom it applies. Uh, today is Family Day in Saskatchewan, where I live. And so uh, we got the whole fam home today. So it's going to be a little bit shorter of a show. At least that's what the Baptist says before he starts talking. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Usually when you start talking about how it's going to be shorter... It ends up being longer. Last week was a lot longer. This time, hopefully not so much. But let's say hey to some people. Uh, we got Michael, Michael S. Hopping into the chat and saying, almost a 3K. Yep, almost. Almost. We're, we're like 50 away right now. So that's kind of cool. Took me a lot longer than I thought from, go to two, <laughs> from going to from two to three. But, you know, that's the way it rolls sometimes. Wendy's here, like always, and says, ready, set, go. Appreciate you being here. Colin is here and says, I see a new video about misogynist Mark from Dean, and I got to watch. Well, you might be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Irish Warrior is here and wants to know, uh, from the stage, do we mean pulpit? We'll get into it. Wants to know right off the bat. Uh, Seth is here. It says only the strongest men are afraid of women and their big biceps. Look at that. Look at that emoji. <laughs> Some strong women. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about women today and we just got to stop talking about women in a certain way, especially pastors. Okay. And I'm speaking to my own tribe here. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute. Uh, Lael's here and says, Ayo. Uh, and let's see, I hope this is a joke. You better be joking, Irish. Uh, isn't family all part of the male patriarchy? Uh, Alex Ryan Wheeler is here and says, Hey brother, hope you are well. I am doing pretty well. We got a chill day today. Family's all home. Not a whole lot going on, honestly. You know, like last week it was like tidal wave of, John MacArthur and everything with Christianity today and reactions from those people, reactions from those people. And it was a lot. Uh, today, we are talking about something a little bit more low key, something we've kind of talked about a little bit before, but we got like a weird sermon clip. All right. Sometimes it takes me a while to find, you know, like, what are we going to talk about this time? You know, every Monday... I want to, I want to talk about something. I want to, I want us to have a discussion. I want it to be worth your time today. I think it's worth your time, but I didn't have to go looking for it. Uh, it came to me. It came to where I was. Who, who is the prosperity gospel guy? Like, let me know in the chat. If you remember that it came to where I was like, that was like a phrase that he kept on repeating about some, I don't know. I'm assuming money, um, coming that way. Uh, <laughs> But this time, this story came to me. I was on Twitter and I saw this pastor. Maybe you've seen this clip. It's gone around. 
and this pastor talking foolishness on, on, on the stage from the pulpit, Irish warrior, from the pulpit, which for some of these guys is like just that little table. I mean, at some point, maybe, maybe at some point we'll have like a little, like, I don't know, like Dean's little corner where we just like, like I'll just rant about something, but like, what is up with that little coffee table? Like, what is it there for? That's what I want to know. Like in some, some people don't even do the coffee table. They're just like, it's just like a stool. Like you're a comedian. Sometimes they are <laughs> like, what, what is that there for? Like you need, you need something to put some notes on at least. Not like this little tiny coffee table that's made for like little children. Um, uh, but you know, that's, that's, I guess I kind of just did. I just kind of did the rant little thing. Um, <laughs> but he, he said some things that I want to discuss. Um, I just want to say hi to a few more people who are hopping in. Uh, Shanalee is here and says, Hey everyone. Encouraged faith is here. Ashley's here and says, definitely here for this. Appreciate it. David Collins is here. Hey man. Hey family praying. You are all well. Uh, Irish. Irish. What's going on? I don't know. I get a little nervous when people start saying certain things in the chat. <laughs> we had a couple weeks ago. Don't want to do that again. We had, we we had uh, we had a little bit of a thing. Go watch two weeks ago. Someone was defending slavery in the chat. <laughs> like, wait, what is going on? Made for a funny moment, but dang, like some people. You know, you, you can go say stuff on your own YouTube channel. Um, all right, uh, let's let's just hop into it. Um, we have this clip from this guy. All right, maybe you've seen it. I think, like my wife at least, was referencing him as flannel guy. <laughs> Which, I mean, if someone were to call me that, I'd be like, you know, that's pretty good as far as like being known for something. But unfortunately, I think he's probably going to be known for something else uh, with this clip. I was not. Some of you guys get mad at me for talking about things that everyone else is talking about uh, online. And so I was not going to talk about this until another clip came out. <laughs> so we got two clips from this guy. And I think both of them are interesting. And I want to talk about both of them. So we're going to we're going to kind of do like a little bit old school live reaction to what this pastor is saying on a Sunday morning to his congregation. Oh boy. Are we Mary, 18 years ago, we lived in her moved into her little apartment and she went out of town for a weekend to see a friend and I had a friend coming through town from college, a buddy from college, and so he says, hey, do you want to grab dinner? And so he and I went to dinner. We're catching up over chips and queso, having a great time. And this woman walked up to us, and, and she was perfect, physically beautiful. Everything was in the right place. And she turns to me and says, can I buy you a drink? And I say, oh, I'm married. Like that. And she says, well, is she here? Because I don't care. And I hardly know any Bible, but I know Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. The only thing, saving grace in that situation was I looked at that woman and I thought, oh, she hates me. She doesn't love me. Okay. 
She wants my wife to hate me. And she wants my in-laws to hate me. And she wants my parents to hate me. And she wants my unborn children to hate me. For, for just, you know, a few minutes of ecstasy, she wants to take my life and burn it to the ground. And that thought was God's saving grace in a moment. All right. Uh, so let me, let me be clear. Like sometimes, like I've been there. Like you, you want to get a point across to your congregation and you come up with, you know, an illustration from your own life. And there, there's a small, not too distracting, but just thought you may want to know. What would be that echo? Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's going to throw me off a little bit. I hope it's not too distracting because I don't know what else it would be. Got the new audio interface talk about that i guess there might be a little bit of an echo which i don't see anything coming through so i'm not sure what that would be uh if it's too distracting let me know in the comments like i know john's just trying to help me out uh, but let me know just maybe not youtube creator people let me know <laughs> if it's all that distracting uh, i thought i, sh I should have said it there there might be a couple of little tech things because i got i got some stuff that i'll talk about here in a little bit um, it's on the video, not on your mic. Okay. Hmm. What would that be? It might be from here, but then I won't be able to listen to it. I don't think. Hmm. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Monica and I got married. You guys. 18 years ago, that. we lived in. But I her moved into her little if apartment, and she went out of town that, for a weekend to see a friend. Echo? And I had a friend coming through town from college, a buddy from college, and so he says, hey. Okay. All right, I'm figuring out some stuff. I'll listen to it very quiet, and I think that's probably going to give you just a little tiniest of an echo. All right. I have been there on stage where you are preaching, and it's like you want to just get a point across you want your people to understand and you come up with an illustration and you don't think through the illustration as much as you should and so you get up there and you say some things and it's not always great like a lot of you pastors you guys know that you're going to have some illustrations that are going to fail but there is a big difference between giving an illustration that is not great or maybe not relevant, or you thought it was an interesting story and everyone else is like, this is the boringest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, so that that's something. But this is something else. This, this, this is uh, a little... Mm, let's, let's just listen once again with a slight little echo. And uh, let's, let's just stop and we'll react a little bit a couple different times, all right? So... Pastor is given an illustration about how God saves us from sin sometimes. Okay, that's the context. When Monica and I got married 18 years ago, we lived in her, moved into her little apartment, and she went out of town for a weekend to see a friend. And 
I had a friend coming through town from college, a okay. buddy from college, and so he says, oh, hey, do you want to grab dinner? And so he and I went to dinner. We're catching up over chips and queso, having a... All right. Anyone else notice this? Like, it's one thing to talk about how you and a, and a pastor buddy went out and we, we, we had, you know, dinner, supper, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've never ordered chips and queso for supper, like for dinner. <laughs> like, uh, so I think there's something that is being left out of the story. Um, like dinner, chips and queso. Like, I guess, you know, you go to a Mexican restaurant and maybe you get some appetizers. That might be the case. But I think if you catch that and then this next part kind of hits you a little bit. Great time. And this woman walked up to us and, and she was perfect. All right. Notice this. There's some weird stuff in this. This is like this is the question. All right. Should a pastor talk about a woman like this? First ever, second, uh, in, in like on the stage, and she was perfect, perfect, physically beautiful. Everything was in the right place. Everything. And she turns was in the right to place. me and says, "Can I buy you a drink?" All right. Is this a bar? <laughs> like. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know this guy. I don't know, like, the situation. I'm just hearing this clip that's getting sent around. And, I mean, it sounds like he just went to a bar, right? Like, we went out for dinner, chips and queso. Someone asked, can I buy you a drink? I've never seen anyone. I, I Like, I'm even trying to think of, like, TV shows. Other than like, hey, I'm going to buy it from you from afar to like, thank you for something that you did. Maybe you're a police officer or something like that. Um, but this is a bar, right? <laughs> like, I think it's a bar <laughs> and it's not just, oh, we went out, you know, because it sounds much better if you're like, oh, we went out, you know, to go. And no one asked for this story from this guy, by the way. Like, if anyone's like, oh, poor guy, he all he's just told this story and he's. He went on a stage, multi-streamed it out, you know, with all these different camera cuts. This is, and this is what the church decided to cut out and send. Like, this is an Instagram post, okay? Like, this wasn't cut from someone else. This is the church being like, hey, let's put this out here. At least that's what I get. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, but it sounds a lot nicer when you're like, oh, me and a friend went out for dinner rather than me and my buddy from Bible college, we went to the bar and we got into some trouble. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's kind of what it seems like to me. And I'm not dissing on bars. All right. I'm not judging people who, who go to the bar. All right. But it sounds to me like, it's not like we're going to a sit down restaurant. We're just hanging out me and him. We're having a great time. And there was this woman and she was, and like, why do you sound like that? Perfect. My wife told me, like, as we saw this, she was like, if you ever described another woman in that way, like you would, it would be lights out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just lights out. Uh, and I understand it because that's such a weird way to describe anyone. I've never described a woman in that way in my entire life. Uh, she was perfect. Everything was in the right place. Now, 
you, you might be like, well, he was just trying to get a point across. Okay. But did you have to put it in like the weirdest terms possible? Like that, that is an odd thing to describe anyone in that way. Even if it was, all right, let's say it's a, a woman's conference. Although you know that pe- like if a woman went to a conference and gave a story like this and she was like, and this guy came up to me and he just had, you know, everything in the right place. What would happen to that woman who was speaking at that women's conference? Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think she would be asked back. Um, <laughs> but he, he gets to describe a woman in that way. And she says, can I buy you a drink? Now, again, I'm thinking bar. I'm think I've never seen someone be like, I'm going to go over to that table where two people are sitting and, uh, you know, eating unless, you know, there were some looks, which I mean, the way he's describing this woman, I'm not going to say that that is impossible that he never looked over, but you know, I'm married like that. And she says, uh, you know, where is she? Because I don't care. Now this is obviously a tempting moment for, for anyone, but is it that big of a temptation? (laughs) I am like this. This has always been a thing with me with preaching in general. This is more about preaching this part rather than like the sexism, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but (laughs) pastors stop making yourself the heroes of every illustration. And talking about how every time you turned away from an obvious sin is like, like you get a gold medal for that. Like, <laughs> all right, let's say, because uh, let's assume that this happened. I'm not going to go on the internet and call anyone a liar, but this sounds um, hyperbolic. <laughs> okay. Uh, a little bit exaggerated. I think this, this story might be Yoda. I am apparently. Um but I, I just hear this and I think, like, I, I don't know if this is actually true or not. It sounds something that at least was changed a little bit. But, yes, uh, uh, Sam is here and says, is this a worship service? Yes, this is the Sunday morning sermon. Um, this is from Jonathan Pacludo. Probably butchered that name. Uh, from Harris Creek Church. And actually, there's a lot of people that I know who follow him uh, on Twitter. So I'm assuming like he's not someone you would expect to see going all over the internet for these reasons, uh, which we'll get into that part in a minute. Um, But this idea that, okay, a woman obviously doesn't care that he's married and still wants to at least buy him a drink. Now he interprets that though, of buying a drink as in everything that could possibly ever happen in a sinful way. Now, like granted that that might be accurate for if this is all genuine, that this story happened, that might be where this was leading, at least for that woman, that might be what she was intending for this to happen. But this of she hates me. She hates uh, my wife. She hates my unborn children, which is a weird thing to say she hates my in-laws she like they all this is is just a little a little much and maybe unnecessary as in like you're you're the one preaching you could have been talking about something else you could have used a different illustration but he decided to use this one 
Now, the reason why uh, I decided we'll talk about it and we'll get into what it means for like the relationships between men and women and why it's such a bad thing other than being overly sexual on stage and like talking about, you know, this woman, she had, you know, everything in the right place, whatever that means, like, come on. Um, But the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because yesterday, so this was last week, I think, like this wasn't like a sermon from a long time ago. Like it'd be one thing. You could probably find a sermon where I said something dumb, you know, like when I was first starting out preaching, any preachers like that, you said dumb things in the past, but it wasn't like last week. Well, this was like not, I don't know if it was last week, but it was not that long ago. Uh, And then we got another one. Whatever you want, but even as we pull onto the property, it's now, you know, it's, it's night, uh, probably about 9.30 p.m. So he's talking about going to Asbury. So this, this guy decided to go and drive to the Asbury Revival, and uh, this is his big takeaway, or at least one of them. Or, or 9 p.m., and, and I make the mistake of checking social media, and there's this, you know, post about me that happens at times, and, and, uh, and there's, you know, somebody said terrible things about me, and, and it had, um, you know, like 800, 900 comments that were all awful, and just people antagonistic toward Christianity and pastors and all the things, and... And, that, and, and I'd love to say, hey, that stuff doesn't bother me one bit, but it does because I'm human and it just feeds all of those insecurities. And I think, oh man, where's this going to go and what's this going to do? And this is, this is me getting out of the car, walking to the Asbury Revival, and I'm just really defeated. And so we, we go in, there's a line, it's like two hours long just to get into the chapel. And this is at 9 p.m. And we, we go inside and, um, and I'm just like, Lord, what do you have? It's like, I want you to do work. And in full transparency, like it feels like the desire for him to do a work is a distraction from him actually doing the work. Because it's like, I don't want to be weird. I don't want to be uh, just emotional. I don't want to be sensational, but I also don't want to be sensational. So, Lord, what is it that you want to do? What do you want to do? And uh, as they're singing and sharing stories and, and um, you know, college students, this is all student-led, the Lord just says, get in the Word. Get in the Word. And I have my, my Bible with me. And, and so I grab it and I just... I open it up and, and I'm just, I'm just like, Lord, do I even like, this is hard. You know, I, I hate, I, I'm afraid that what I do is going to negatively impact my family and my children. And now these people are coming after me online and I'm, I'm here and I'm at this revival and I want to experience more of you, but I'm distracted by that. And, I, and I'm, I'm flipping through the pages of, of the Bible and I'm just like, where do you, where do you want me to go? And this is like how I'm having this conversation. I'm like, where do you want me to go, God? And he just says really clearly, I mean, just like Psalm 37, Psalm 37. And I'm like, Psalm 37, Psalm 37. What is Psalm what is Psalm 37? And I'm trying to, trying to think. And so I turn there. I'm just like, man, these people, they're mean and they're evil. And Psalm 37, he says, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I was just like, man, it was. So what he got from the Asbury revival, you know, he was going there because he says uh, that, you know, all these people who hate how do you put it? Just feeds all of those insecurities. And I think, um, had, um, you know, like 800, 900 comments that were all awful and just people antagonistic toward Christianity and pastors and all the things. And antagonistic toward Christianity and pastors. Like, come on. All right. If obviously he didn't think that he did anything wrong from talking about a woman in that way from the pulpit. Um, but then he goes even further and starts talking about how people, I was one of them, you know, I liked the tweet. I interacted with some stuff on that, that Twitter thread and uh, other people who, who did it. They're evil. That's what he said. You know, they're mean and evil is what he said right before he read from Psalm 37, where, where it's in a, like one of those Psalms is written to uh, talk about, you know, an enemy and uh, I guess, you know, everyone on the internet who took offense at a pastor talking about the body parts of a woman being in all the right places, how that's inappropriate, uh, that that makes me and people like you evil and against God and antagonistic toward churches now like all right there might be a little bit of a point to some of that with some people who interact with things a lot of people you know i get accused of this even though i love like i love the universal church i'm a reformed baptist like i don't know i get i get accused of a lot of different things because i talk about these things um but like there there are people who probably do you know not like pastors and and their antagonistic toward Christianity who were on that thread. But the vast majority of them that I saw were just disappointed that a pastor would talk about a woman like that from the, the stage and would, would put a woman down like that. So like him coming out here and, uh, Laurel Holtz Oxley says, that's what they call Darvo deny accuse reverse victim and offender. Um, yeah, a lot of people like hate that term and whenever that gets brought up, it's like, ah, it's like very triggering for some people, but I think it's pretty appropriate for what's going on here. You know, I don't know if he was just trying to like save his job because he was being accused of things like, of, you know, like I would imagine that a, a church board who like, once they realize like, oh, that is weird, isn't it? Would be like upset at their pastor. And then he goes to Asbury and says, like, oh, this is what I got from, you know, the the revival, is that I was right, and I just need to, like, let all these haters just go. That's very convenient for you. Um, now, that, that brings us, though, to the bigger topic, which is how we talk about one another as genders really does matter. Now, I did put uh, Mark Driscoll in the in the thumb a little bit. Uh, you, you can see him back there. It's actually a little scary in that one. Um, but uh, you guys probably remember several times in the rise and fall of Mars Hill, 
um, and I remember from actually like listening to the sermons, where he would talk about women as as a threat, that that women were trying to seduce him. He he even claimed from uh, doing communion that women would uh, try to seduce him during <laughs> communion, like they would slip his his phone number into their their uh, his pocket or whatever he said. Um, and it also reminds me of like the James Dobson, the famous Dobson, uh, focus on the family, James Dobson, that, that doctor, uh, is he an actual doctor? Everyone always calls him that. I've never looked that up. Um, but Dobson talked about this story and he would talk about it frequently of how when he was young, he was driving and he was having like a fight, I think with his wife, um, and so he's driving, trying to clear his mind, and a woman pulls up to him. You might have heard this story, but a woman pulls up to him at a stoplight and gives him a smile. That's it. Just a smile. And he took that as she wanted to sleep with him and have an affair. And so he says, like, he did the right thing. And he just, like, he could have followed her, I think is how he put it. Like, because she was turning left and he was going straight. He could have gone down that street, but he decided not to. And he went back home. Again, once, like, as if that's like a reward that any pastor or Christian leader should get for, like, remaining faithful to your spouse. Like, isn't that like the the bar? Like, the lowest bar (laughs) of, like... Just remaining qualified. I don't know why you get a reward for that. Um, (laughs) But they always want to seem like this is an amazing thing that I did or I conquered something. I'm the hero of this story. But the thing about making yourself the hero of the story is that someone's got to be the villain. And in these stories, the women are the villains. Now, again, we could argue about the validity of whether these stories even happened. Because it's always, you know, I was alone or I was with a friend who's out of town, you know, like it's never like me and my family were here and this happened to all of us and we remember this together or that me and a group of friends were here and this happened. It's always much smaller than that. Uh, But like, come on. We need to stop making women the the villains in these stories. And I think actually Mike Cosper put it in a very interesting way when he described the Dobson story. Is it more likely that he had those thoughts in his head already rather than interpreting and interpreting uh, the smile as a threat rather than this woman trying to make advances at a, at a stoplight? by just smiling and hoping that that would get him to, to follow her. By the way, I'll just, I'll just say this, <laughs> like we know, we know what's more likely because has there ever been a woman driving in a car that wanted a man to follow her? <laughs> like, has that, has that ever happened? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that's, that's like, no, you don't need to be following anybody. Uh, that's just you being a weirdo. And, <laughs> And so like, but these pastors, they think they got to give like these amazing, I don't know. I don't know why they think it's amazing, but they do. They think it's like this amazing thing for them to overcome that temptation. And they want to do it in a very public way. And, but when they do that, they don't understand 
the impact that they're having. Like this guy, you know, like we can we can joke about certain things and you know talk about that, but I mean, there are tons of people who listen to him. Tons of people who listen to him and they're going to be like they're they're not going to think through this story this way because, you know, they like him. They know him maybe. Maybe they know him and they're like, "Oh, he would never talk about people in that way. This this really happened and you know, everyone online who's upset about a pastor talking about a woman like this, talking about her body parts in that way, like that they're the ones who are in the wrong, not him. Uh, they're just being nitpicking and, you know, like that kind of stuff. They're not going to look into it, but they're going to be impacted by it. They're going to start seeing women in that way. And we see this. We've seen this happen in Grace Community Church and those who are affiliated with John MacArthur's organizations. There's a reason why they counsel women in a certain way. <clears throat> yes, it's ACBC, and we, we've talked about that. Um, but the way that they view women, like the way that they question women, the way that they are always on the side of the man, or at least seemingly they're on the side of the man, at least at the very beginning, it seems, you know, as we look at these different stories and we connect some of these dots, it seems like they have a bias toward the man. Why is that? Could it be that they've been impacted from the ministry of their pastor, from the ministry of other pastors like this, who give stories like this and talk about how women are a threat? And you always need to interpret it through that lens of what could lead you into sexual sin, whether that woman intended for that to be the case or not. Now, if this guy's story is genuine, it does seem like that was pretty cut and dry of where she was intending for some things to go. Um, but a smile or putting phone number, like if it's in, like if it's in the pockets of your pastor during communion, but maybe, just maybe, there are some of these women who Mark Driscoll interpreted as, you know, trying to solicit him. Uh, and maybe they just wanted to actually have a discussion with their pastor. Is that, like, not reasonable? <laughs> like, maybe, maybe they just wanted to have a conversation with their pastor. And so they gave him their phone number. Like, there's something about, like, oh, we'll treat you to a nice meal. Like, Driscoll interpreted that as a threat. I don't know. Like, that seems like, hey, pastor, come on over. I would love to have a discussion with you on this topic, or I need some advice, or something like that. But when pastors go up on stage, and they talk about women in this way, and whenever they give some kind of illustration of overcoming, you know, a, a sexual temptation... They, they talk down about women. They make women out to be like these villains. Then how else are their congrega uh, congregants supposed to think about women? Like when, they, when the pastor sees every woman as a threat, and including, some people don't like me on this for this, but the, the Billy Graham rule. Like the Billy Graham rule, while in some ways I can see how wise it is, but it does something to your mind. Like if you're always like that, then every woman is a threat. I remember, I remember being at 
my my first church. <laughs> it's so dumb, but you know, I I followed the Billy Graham rule at the time, and I remember that our secretary was there, and she was playing the organ, and uh, the senior pastor left, and so it's me. I'm the associate pastor, and the the church secretary uh, on the organ. She's practicing. And I realized it's just the two of us in this building. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't want anyone to think anything of me. I need to get out of here. That lady was like 60 years old. Like, and I was like 23. <laughs> like, why, why did I think about it that way? Why couldn't it have just been like, oh, she's practicing the organ and I'm in my office working on things. But I interpreted it through everything is a threat. Both like maybe in an advanced way, like as a woman making an advance or in my reputation. And that's what happens when we start seeing the gender, the, the opposite gender as threats. We start interpreting everything that they say and do as a threat. And then when your mind is just focused on that, then yeah, probably the Dobson stuff is going to happen where you stop at a stoplight and you look over and a woman smiles and you're like, Oh, not today, Satan, <laughs> you know, or, or like you, you're going to tell stories like this. Who's, who's the one who's thinking carnally, you know, like it might be us when we're thinking and talking about things in that way, rather than this is a sister in Christ. Now, Again, this example is one thing. I'm talking about pastors who talk about these stories in these kinds of ways. Um, when we talk about someone created in the image of God, we need to make sure that we give them respect and agency. And agency. Like, uh, I was, oh, what was it? I was talking to somebody, and they were talking about, you know, um, like uh, being in that kind of a situation where you're alone and being like, of you know, almost like saying that if that happened, then of course that woman would do that. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was looking at one of those weirdo tweets from like the patriarchy guys. And they're like, if you can't control your woman or, you know, like, or if you're not setting a good example for them and doing whatever, then they'll just go on their own way as if they don't have any agency unto themselves. They're people, they're created in the image of God. They're smart too. They might be spiritual, more spiritually mature than maybe even you. Maybe they're not going to just fall into every sin and temptation and stop assuming that they're going to. Now, do you want to protect yourself in a good way? Like, I'm not saying you go on a business trip and <laughs> you're like, oh, we can share rooms. Yeah, what's the problem with that? You know, like anything like super inappropriate like that. But also, you know, hey. Maybe you could have a friend who's the opposite sex and you don't have to have like your entire family staring at you while you're talking with them at Starbucks because, you know, things might happen. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to me. But uh, I think it does have an impact on the congregation as well. What do you guys think? Let me know down here in the chat. Um, let's see. There's there's a lot. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shanalee says, well, people didn't, didn't like me. 
<laughs> yeah, basically of going online and be, I, I think it was a defensive move of being like, if anyone's upset in this church, like they see this clip going around, they're starting to think about, you know, my place in leadership. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, this is attack from Satan. That's essentially what it means, right? When you're talking about it as they're the enemies they hate, uh, or they, what, what did he say? They're evil. That's the phrase. He, the, he said they're mean and evil. And so you're basically saying that this is an attack from Satan. So everyone who's attacking him is working with Satan. And okay. And classic narcissist behavior. I agree. Uh, David says, playing the victim, no self-reflection. Like, yeah. Again, if it was, I went to the, like, you, get, you know, thinking back, guys, I just think that maybe I should have said those things a little bit differently. Maybe there was a wiser way to word things, but I think you understood my heart in that. I could respect that. But when you just go like, I went to a revival and God told me that everyone else is evil. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if we could say that. Uh, that that's, that's a little concerning more than just, I said a dumb thing. Uh, that's actually probably more concerning when you're like, that's your takeaway. And that's what you're telling your congregation is I went to the revival and God told me that everyone else who's saying this thing is evil. And so thus you're telling the congregation that God says these people are evil. So don't listen to them. Like that's, that's kind of jacked up. Uh, Samantha says, praise the Lord that we're finally at a place in society where we're outraged at women being objectified. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, are we <laughs> just because, just because we, we could talk about it here on our channel doesn't mean that everyone is and probably nothing will happen to that guy. Uh, so, you know, after all, they don't want to support Satan. Uh, encouraged faith says my father was an officer and told me to never look at people at red lights because some men take any attention as an advance. Apparently, apparently, including Dr. Dobson. <laughs> um, Philip says the villains are definitely the self-centered self-worshipping sinner. He really went all the way, uh, left assuming this woman's intentions. Back to orthodoxy says, how do we as a culture not throw the baby out with the bathwater? I see so many hurt by purity culture. They throw out all the purity. Well, the thing is, is that we actually don't need the purity culture. Like the purity culture, we could throw that, that whole thing out. We can throw the whole tub out with purity culture and we could just go back to like what the Bible actually says. So there is purity because the Bible talks about purity. Now, how do we you know, put limits in our lives. We could have discussions about that. Um, but I think that there are wise things, especially depending on who you are. You should know yourself and what happens in your mind when you're put into different situations well enough to not put yourself in those situations. Uh, so, but like, yeah, I see a lot of people who are like, but the purity culture has some good things. Yeah, but the good things that they have is because of what the Bible has. So we don't need purity culture. Purity culture can go and die like it. And in a lot of ways it already has. Uh, but we keep the Bible and we still understand that we are sinners and that there are, you know, a lot of us have been impacted by our culture to think a certain way about the opposite gender. So we need to be aware of those things that we have and understanding that someone might be able to be in a situation that we might not be able to be. 
So they, they might have a maturity in that area that we don't. And so that they can go and hang out with the opposite gender and be fine. While if we were put in that situation, maybe all of a sudden we get emotions attached. Maybe all of a sudden we're thinking certain thoughts. So it's about knowing yourself and applying biblical principles. But I don't think we need the purity culture to do that. But that's a good question. David, uh, there are students of JMAC, JCC's sexist and abusive posture towards women. Uh, Philip says, as a culture, no idea. I think it all comes down to individuals knowing their own sinful tendencies, temptations, and weaknesses. That sounds familiar. Uh, let's see. Wendy says, can we not put sexual relations back in the sacred realm where it belongs? Everything is viewed through that lens. Can we not relate as human beings without that temptation entering into it? Good point. Uh, yeah, I wish, I wish that we could do that more. Uh, let's see. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Let's go with Samson, then we'll go into the penalty box. As a woman whose husband is in ministry and meets with other women privately for counsel and discipleship, I find this whole thing ridiculous. Why do we assume the absolute worst of people? Well, because it's fun. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where it is. It's like we, it's, it's a thing that we just do. Maybe it's our own insecurities, like the people who would think the worst. Like it's their own insecurities coming out and saying like, well, if they're doing it, we all know. And it's like, actually, we don't all know. You're, you're thinking that everyone thinks like you. Like this has happened to me so many times where people are like, well, like I, I had this one time where someone was like reading off a list of uh, grievances they had. And they're like, well, don't like, and I was like, why do you have a list? Why, why do you have a list that you're keeping? <laughs> And they're like, well, don't you? It's like, no, like this is not normal. <laughs> like no one, no one else is keeping this list. That's you. That's your bitterness. Like that's it's, it's, but it's that thing of being like, oh, well, everyone thinks like me. And it's like, no, actually, <laughs> like you're the only one thinking about that. So maybe stop thinking about that. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's head over to the penalty box. What is penalty? I'll show you a real penalty. Get out of my face, man. This one's kind of fun. Two minutes for slashing and two minutes for roughing. All right. So our first entrance into the penalty box is from Frost CT 1998, which I'm really hoping is not, I was born in 1998 because then I feel really old. Uh, but they comment on the Fallout from CT's John MacArthur News and Revival at Asbury. What is a skull doing in the background in front of your background screen? Oh, no. Is there a skull here? What? Oh, snap. Who put this here? Who put this? <laughs> oh, man. You want to see a penalty? I'll show you a real penalty. Get out of my face, man. I just wanted to show that one more time, but I know like I just have it sitting there. It's a decoration. And uh, a lot of people actually are not big fans of the skull. I actually get this comment quite a bit. So here's another one from Bibic Lama. What's the skull doing behind you? I replied, it's a decoration. Uh, Bibic Lama, do Christians decorate their rooms with such things? I replied, I'm a Christian and it's a decoration. So yeah. <laughs> and then... 
Pipic Llama. I'm really skeptic on that. <laughs> well, you could be skeptic on that. That's okay, Pipic Llama. Um, but it is accurate. <laughs> I am a Christian, and it is a skull that is sitting there. Uh, but this is this is why I have it here. <laughs> That's why, like people, like I have certain things on my set uh, to dissuade certain people from um, from watching. Like I, I have a lot of friends who are YouTubers and different content creators and they're like trying to get more and more followers. And like, I want that too. I'm trying to grow the platform. You guys know that. Um, but I'm trying to grow the platform in a very specific way with specific people. <laughs> like, uh, so I have certain things on my set that I have here just to dissuade people like that. If a skull is going to be so offensive to you, that you can't watch this show or that you are going to question my salvation because of it, then yeah, this isn't the channel for you. You can go find, I don't know, right response ministries, or you can go watch missionary Spencer Smith. You know, you could go watch those channels, this channel. We're chill. We're chill. And, uh, I wish it was something like that. Memento Mori, like remember death. Uh, no, it's not anything cool like that. It's just, I like skulls. <laughs> I like skulls and it's a good, uh, way of filtering out some people from really enjoying the show. But I, I do always find it kind of funny when they like get upset about it and they're like, what is the skull doing there? It's like, well, that worked. Um, so let's see the second one. Two minute minor trip and there's the call. All right, so we got uh, comments on, is the Asbury Revival genuine? This was a short that I did that is getting a lot of views, um, or at least, again, a lot of views relative to me, okay? <laughs> um, but uh, a guy named Omega Force One, which I got to say, great name. That is a great name. Like Air Force One, but Omega Force One. I get you. I, I saw that. Uh, well, this guy says, dude, you are too young to know what revival looks like how dare you question it this generation has never been through revival like my generation experience get out of your fb which sounds a lot worse than what he was meaning <laughs> but out of your fb and twitter and computer games and join the revival well a couple things i'm not on facebook again if you ever send a message the bible thumping wingnut guy uh, got mad at me on Instagram because I wasn't answering his Facebook messages. And again, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know who he was sending that to. Um, but I'm not an FB and I don't play video games. I am on Twitter quite a bit, <laughs> but, um, but you know, whatever, like, uh, yeah. Uh, some people are really upset by me just saying, I don't know for sure, but I think that it's revival. Apparently it's very, like very mean, cruel of me to even question the validity of this revival. And again, I came out saying, I think it is, but because I put, I think instead of, I know, I guess that like, how dare I question it? Also revival isn't limited to age. Like the people at the Asbury revival are college students. Omega force. <laughs> so, all right, well, you entered into the penalty box. Let's see, who's up? There's the whistle. There's no excuse there. He knows that whistle's been blown. 
Uh, all right. So this one's on the Demon Slayers one. Oh, I forgot to show you the other one. Oh, this isn't the this isn't the the mean one <laughs> that I wanted to show you guys. I just have fun with some of these things. This is mostly about like, hey guys, isn't this funny? Uh, these are some of the comments that I get. Uh, but this is on the new Greg Locke movie looks ridiculous and it still does. Um, but Tracy decided to comment. The last thing we need is another religious self-proclaimed heresy hunter on YouTube who doesn't know the word and is being used by Satan. Do everyone a favor and go get a job at Walmart or something. Take Justin Peters and all the other fools with you. <laughs> I love it. I can't help it. I was like, that's actually a pretty sick burn. Oh, uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> like, I thought that was actually pretty clever. Like, take Justin Peters and all the other guys with you. One, I don't think Justin Peters wants to come with me anywhere. <laughs> I don't think he likes me. He probably doesn't know who I am, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if if he did know who I was, I, I don't think that he would like me too much. Uh, so he like I'd I'd show up and be like, "Hey, our shift's about to start at Walmart, Justin." He'd be like, "I ain't getting in the car with you." <laughs> um, also, I'm not a heresy hunter. Like, uh, like I guess there's like a thing that's going on. So there's like the demon slayers, and like they called themselves that. Like that's the name of their podcast. It's weird. Um, but they call themselves demon hunters or demon slayers. And then they, they talk about other people who do like discernment kind of stuff like I do. And, uh, they call, they call those people heresy hunters. So as if like, these are like factions at like Hogwarts or something <laughs> like you got the demon slayers and the heresy hunters. I really hope we're not Slytherin. Um, but, uh, also the last thing we need is another religion. Like, the last thing like, so there's a lot of things you could put in there before, but the last thing that we need. So this is the worst of the worst. Oh, I had way too much fun with it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but there was another one. I forgot to put it. Maybe I'll put it in another one. You guys can laugh again at that time. Someone was like, your face looks like it's demon infested or something like that. And I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> that's, that's pretty mean. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I thought it was actually pretty good. <laughs> All right, last one. Following play is under review for a major or match penalty. All right, this is a major penalty because how dare you, sir, Aaron Holmstrom? How dare you? On the short that I did, my biggest issue with John MacArthur. Uh, which again, if you want to read the most mean stuff in the world, just look at any of my shorts. This sounds weird. Any of my short videos on YouTube, uh, go and look at the comments on the ones that like really popped. And, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> people are so mean. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, Aaron Holmstrom decided to comment this video is sponsored by Stephen Furtick and Lecrae. <laughs> I'm sure that like, for some people they're like, Oh snap. <laughs> but one, I really dislike Stephen Furtick. <laughs> like, and I don't think I've ever listened to a Lecrae song in my life. Like I know he's popular, but like, this is the thing guys. 
don't assume that everyone thinks like you <laughs> like that. It's like these categories of is John MacArthur on one side and Lecrae on the other. <laughs> like, like that's like the opposite. Like, Oh, you don't like John MacArthur. So you must be a huge like Furtick. I can actually at least understand, but you must be a huge Lecrae fan. <laughs> Somebody's been on YouTube for too long. It's time, time to sign out time to sign out and maybe i don't know go read a book you can like go watch some tv like actual tv see what's actually happening in the world not what a bunch of youtubers are saying but don't go away from my channel <laughs> don't go away from my channel just going from the other ones um let's see <laughs> michael thought it was pretty funny too about like the walmart one i might i don't know there's is there a shirt in that is there a shirt uh back to orthodoxy says i'm surprised you don't play video games according to recent annual surveys 94.7 percent of star wars fans play video games 56.9 percent of the time these are a lot of numbers um that's a lot uh well let me let me be fair i play smash brothers with my boys um not, not that often but often enough to be a loving father however you want to <laughs> interpret that uh and then i play 2k uh nba 2k like once every two months so that each time i have to wait seven hours to play so it doesn't update every time i'm like i want to play some nba 2k it's the one game that i do and every time it's like yeah you could play tomorrow <laughs> when you're gonna have to wait for this thing to update <laughs> every time that's how little i play um but yeah not a big gamer uh let's see uh oh and philip says yeah dean is tight with justin peters oh man are we oh we we so tight <laughs> uh steven says if you do want to be a demon hunter you should work at walmart trust me i've worked there <laughs> lots of demons lots of demons let's uh, we, we got some time. I'm just messing around. Uh, remember how I said this was going to be a short show? <laughs> how stupid. How <laughs> dumb. Um, but uh, what, what aisle do you think? What aisle do you think has the most demons at Walmart? Is it, is it the entertainment section? Is it? I don't know. Camping aisle? What, what section? Let me know in the chat. What section do you think has the most demons at Walmart? And where would we want some of these demon slayers to go and slay, slay them some demons? Uh, David's here and says, isn't, isn't just beautiful how all these demon slayer Christians are some of the disrespectful belligerent people out there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they, they're they, they're kind of mean. <laughs> uh, if you want to see something mean, Look at my shorts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, don't even man. Like there, there are things that I say just on a regular when I'm talking like YouTube terms. And then I like talk to people and I like just say it. And it's just like, what? <laughs> you dropped what? <laughs> like, no, nope, my bad. My bad. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But at least I'm not going on a stage and saying it. I'm just saying it on the internet. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, to be fair, JP is not in the same level of JD Hall, LOL. Uh, uh, they used to be pretty tight. Uh, I got in a lot of squabbles with JD. Sad how he ended up. Yeah, it is sad how he ended up. 
discount areas. Okay, so like discount demons. <laughs> These demons are on discount. Maybe they their their deal's so good demons couldn't pass it up. <laughs> the return aisle at Walmart. Oh, they're just waiting, waiting. <laughs> they, they got some demons over there. At least they seem to be like possessing people and saying all kinds of things to those workers. Uh, Michael agrees. Uh, and David says, and just like that, you better not call on the carpet. Uh, others, sacred cows. We better just hush, which is how we got in the mess, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Walmart bathrooms <laughs> have the most demons. I, I won't share details. Trust me. Oh, I love it, Phil. Oh, that's so good. All right. I don't know if I could do better than that. Uh, this has been the best mix of a chill stream and underdog theology that has ever existed and uh that might be that might be my favorite one what should i do for you i should reward you with something um let's uh we'll, we'll do this one first mm -hmm. deserved very deserved and then we'll do this one mm -hmm. and we'll even we'll even give you this one all right all right all right you deserve that one, Philip. All right. Well, that's all I have for today. If you are still here and you haven't hit the like button, please, please do that. Uh, also, hey, uh, we got some new stuff going on. Guys, we might have had a little bit of uh, some tech hiccups earlier on in the stream. But the reason why is because I have been blown away this past week. I got to, like, we have some fun. Let me have, like, a real moment. Um last week you guys were so crazy and i mean like one person like went crazy above and beyond i would never expected someone to be like you know you you are doing good things on the internet and i want to help you and like like that uh so you guys have already like i thought wouldn't it be nice to be able to have a new interface you guys bought me that this is it it's sitting I can kind of, kind of show you. It's right here. It's already here. Um, some things that I skimped on early on to get things going to try to, you know, this stuff is expensive and I tried to go as cheap as possible. So I skimped on a few things this past week, able to get those things. Got a new monitor where I can see everything that is happening on Ecamm. So in the future, maybe not today, but in the future, as I learn how to navigate everything like that, that could really help help me out. Um, so if you want to continue, I'm, I'm just letting you know, like I already got way more than I thought in one week than I would in a month. Um, so like you guys have done amazing. Uh, but also, if you want to continue to support this channel, to support what I'm doing here at Underdog Theology, um, the PayPal, the link to my PayPal is down there. It would just be a gift that goes right back into the channel. And I'll be doing a video once the month is done, showing you everything that happened, uh, showing you the improvements and hopefully you could see them in, in the actual image and in the audio and, uh, specifically even like the podcast, like the, it's really cool. It's really cool what you guys have done. And if you guys want to continue, I have plans. Like I had this idea yesterday of something that I can do that might be for all of us. So if you want to give towards that, 
like uh then you know what if we had what if we had a way to talk you know we had a server that we could we could talk and we could have interactions that aren't just on Dean's streams and things like that a, a website to go to like th- those are the things that I'm thinking about so if you want to give toward that go down into the description there's the link to my PayPal that'll go directly into this channel making it better uh but also you know if you don't want to that's fine like people have already given and i've already been able to do far more than i thought i would be able to do uh in just one week it's just crazy you guys are awesome best audience in the world in the world you know what i say to myself that's a good point all right i will see you later on in the week we got some other stuff coming up but uh thanks for hanging out with me hope that it was worthwhile for you And I will see you in the next one.